Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other tasks that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too, on demand, so it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, welcome into the post-trade deadline edition of It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. Sal Capaccio, Matt Bovee. We are standing outside the Bills ticket office slash media room. Why are we not in the sun? Let's move over this way. Well, you didn't want to make me move. That's why. Oh, I forgot, Matt. That's right. Wait, you walked into the media room today with your little scooter. What's it been like on the scooter? Uh, It's been good, but I've been improved from week to week to probably day to day. I know I told you I was week to week earlier, but I can walk now. I've got the walking boot. The crutch, or excuse me, not the crutch, the cast came off today and it feels unbelievable incredible does it itch it did yeah i was actually not right now it doesn't because i actually have access to it i don't know if this is gross or not but i'll just tell you i was using a paint stirrer like a wooden paint stirrer to get in between the cracks so i could itch when i had the cast on but now i don't have to do that anymore because i can walk I was feeling bad for myself because I stubbed my little toe really bad, and it's all black and blue. Now I feel a lot better looking at you. You're not going to run the 40 anytime soon, though. No, it's going to be especially the side-to-side movement. I'm kind of like Trey White right now. The straight line speed's still there, baby. It's the side-to-side stuff that we're worried about. Well, the only thing that you and Naheem Hines may have in common is the fact that he couldn't practice today either. So (laughs) He is with the team, though, but the only reason why, just for clerical purposes, Zach Moss has to pass his physical with the Colts, so therefore they both the guys, he has passed his physical, Hines has, but he couldn't practice today from the portion we saw. Who knows? Maybe Zach Moss has he passed it by the time we've been out here talking, and he's out there. But he is the newest addition to the Bills. All right, how did the trade hit you when you first heard? I loved it. Loved it. I think that they added a weapon. I think that they did it, and it didn't cost them a ton. I think he gives them something they haven't had. I think he does a little bit of everything, which helps them. I think he's a good not amazing, but an above-average punt returner. He can return kicks if he needs to. He can be a pass-catching running back. I mean, they keep looking for this. So clearly it's a position that they value. They tried it with McKissick. They tried it with drafting James Cook. Now they're going out and they're spending money on or expending, you know, spending resources on adding Hines. So I really like it. I think it is a low-risk, high-reward move. Yeah, I agree with that. And I would say it's not even... It's funny, like, how can you say it's not going to take away from James Cook a little bit? Because even Brandon Bean said that's not the case, and it's hard not to see it that way. But what I do think, Matt, is I was thinking more about this and listening to Brandon Bean. I actually believe the Bills believe they got better in three areas with this trade. Number one, they got a pass-catching running back. You've been looking for it since March. We know that. He adds to the depth of that room. Number two, they get a veteran punt returner as opposed to a rookie. When the wind starts going and the weather starts turning here at Highmark Stadium, and not to say they didn't trust Kalil Shakir, but... Here's a guy that you've seen do it, right? He's done it. He's done it in the league. But maybe the biggest byproduct that hasn't really been discussed enough is if you do take Shakira off punt returns, it's a little allow him to be on the offensive side more and do more on offense, focus more on that. And they may have actually given themselves a boost at the wide receiver spot with Khalil Shakir by allowing him to not have to return punts either. 
I agree with all of that. And I think that the thing that I keep coming back to is as we have a plane come right over our heads. That's pretty close, actually. It's a little lower than normal. It's also, like, kind of tilted. I think it's going to be okay. I think they're just trying to... I hope everything is okay. It looks a little weird. Yeah, that was a little strange. Okay, going back to Naheem Hines. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of things that he can do that they don't currently have. And some people are like, well... You could just use Devin Singletary if you want to run the ball. Well, you can just pass the ball to James Cook if you want to do that. And I think in theory all of those things are true. But I think they believe Hines is an upgrade. At not dif- not the same thing, but at different things. I think they believe that this is an upgrade in the pass game for James Cook. And I think they believe, you know, Devin Singletary is still going to be their guy on first down, on second down. He's a home run hitter. That's what they need. They need somebody who they can put in the backfield and they can move out wide. They can swing him around. They can do everything with him. So I, I really like it. I mean, Naheem Hines was averaging five yards a carry this year. I mean, I know that the Colts have, well, we thought they had an elite offensive line. It doesn't seem like they do really anymore. But, yeah, I, I just think that it's a smart move. And we're still looking at this plane, by the way. It's been really weird. Yeah, you're talking to me and I'm watching this plane to make sure that everything's okay. It's kind of it's circling, I guess. It's circling, or, circling Orchard Park. I mean, I don't. I hope everything's okay. I don't want to make a uh, Bill Belichick joke or something like that. You know, watching Bill's practice as we go along here. But hopefully everything's okay. The other part of this is a postscript. All right, so postscript on Zach Moss's career in Buffalo just didn't work out. I think they were expecting more to be short yarded situations, to be the goal line guy, maybe to be a better pass blocker. That's not to say that you know. I regret them trying to make that decision. Like, at the time, I praised it. I said, wow, you got a really nice compliment to Devin Singletary. you got fire and ice. They can both do something different. It just didn't work out. So sometimes you have to know when to cut your losses, and I feel like that's what Brandon Bean did. So the Bills trade a sixth-round pick and Zach Moss, as you hear the plane over top of us. It's kind of a weird podcast to be doing with this. It looks like a military plane, actually, so maybe that's why. They're doing some maneuvers or something like that. But the Bills trade Zach Moss and a sixth-round pick to the Colts for Naheem Hines. We don't know if he's going to play this week or not. Maybe he punt re- returns some punts. Maybe he gets involved in the offense a little bit. As you said, they have been searching for this type of player. What they did not get was a bigger back, a guy maybe to help in short yardage. Um, Brandon Bean was asked about that a little bit. You know, he talked about how he thinks Devin Singletary's done a good job there. We also know that they like to use Josh Allen. Do you think that's still missing from this roster? No, Reggie Gilliam can do it. If you really want somebody who can just take at least the ball. as a blocker, right? Yeah, but you're talking about even handing him the ball. Yeah, absolutely. I think that if you've got a third and one situation, if you've got a fourth and inches situation, you should be able to have anybody be able to get that. I think that's more on the line than it is on the running back, quite frankly. So if you want to use Reggie Gilliam for that, I also know people are talking about Josh Allen rushing too much, but when you're quarter quarterback is a giant and you're in those short yarded situations just QB sneak it it should work I know there have been times when it hasn't but no I am not concerned that they don't have a big bruising running back I don't think you need one I think that that's a misconception from all of the years of football the tough gridiron back in the day hard-hitting stuff I don't think you need that anymore I think there's a lot of teams that don't have that that have had plenty of success I mean think about it when's the last have the Chiefs had that guy Who's the last bruiser running back the Chiefs has had, have had? I don't know the answer to that. How about the Rams last year? I mean, Cam Akers isn't really that guy. Or... They didn't really use those guys that no, much anyway. I mean, that's what I mean. So, like, you think back to the teams that have won it. I, the Bucs had Leonard Fournette. That's a big one. But I just don't think that that's something a modern-day NFL team needs, especially when you have Josh Allen. So I compared Naheem Hines to J.D. McKissick, the player that kind of started all this whole thing with the Bills back in March. It is wild, Matt. 2018 is when Naheem Hines came into the league. Since 2018 till now, him and J.D. McKissick have averaged the exact same number of receptions per game 
and yards receiving per game. 3.3 receptions, 24 yards. That is crazy. I feel like that's like, you know, it's perfect. It's poetic justice that it happened this way. At the end of the day, McKissick wouldn't have cost you anything. Hines does. But when you see the window that you're in, I mean, this team's 6-1. and one. We really do think that this is the best team in football, one of the best teams in football. When you see that window, you go for it. And knowing what we know, Zach Moss, they might have had to cut Zach Moss just to get Hines on the team. We don't know if he would have made the team if they signed McKissick. So I'm not really thinking about that. I'm thinking about the sixth that could be a conditional fifth. If you lose the fifth, if it becomes a fifth and you lose it, chances are you probably had a really good season. Maybe you got to where you're trying to go. So it doesn't bother me at all. All right, let's talk about the other move the Bills made at the trade deadline. 